This is episode 34, Becoming Influential with David Bonifacio, part 2. Mabuhay and welcome to the Best of You podcast. Each week, we give you an inspirational person or message designed to empower you to go further faster. This is Jesse, and this is another day to inspire Filipinos around the world. And welcome back. This is part two of a two-part interview with David Bonifacio. If you have not already, please go to episode number 33, which has part one. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoy this second part of this uh, amazing interview with David. Okay, thank you. <laughs> let's talk about, let's, we'll change the pace a bit. Yeah. And uh, this is the, maybe the fun section, but you can decline any uh, answering any of this. Yeah. But if you were, in theory, to punch someone in the face. Who would I punch? Who would you punch? I don't really want to punch anyone. <laughs> I mean, there are people that I like, um, really dislike. Um, like, I do get really bad thoughts of what I want to do to some people at times, right? Just like any other human being. Sure. Or, yeah. But I can't think of anyone. You know? let's, let's ask it in a different way. What makes you angry? Okay, I think what makes me... Okay, maybe one thing is entitled people. Mm. I think another one would be injustice. I really like... I really dislike injustice and I really dislike bullies. Yeah. You know, I don't like... I also don't like... Like religious ideas that... Um, obviously lead to injustice, you know, or like yeah. don't make any sense, you know. It's yeah. like... Um, like superstitions, I guess. I don't like superstitions. Yeah. I don't like shallow thoughts like that. There are a lot of stuff I don't like about myself. Maybe that's why I don't want to punch that person, right? Because <laughs> maybe it, it, it reminds me too much of myself. I get but, you. So I would say, like, there are times where, you know, like, my thoughts are really shallow and I really dislike it, mm. you know, and I just need to snap out of it and do something. Um, mm. um, How do you... Uh, sorry to jump in, but this is, I'm very curious about yeah. this answer. How do you, in those moments, let's say a negative talk, is in your mind how yeah. do you snap out what, what are the practical tips you would give I think snap one out? is it's good to have a pre-planned um, response for example like you're overly stressed you know you're just crushed go for a run like oh. know that go for a run you know like yeah. you know get that what's it dopamine up or whatever you know like I think that would be one of those things I think another one will be I think it's good to think of your loved ones, you know, think about how they could benefit from the things you're doing and all those things. So for me, I like to think about my, the people in my teams, right? how, how they, like I, like, I like to imagine like their individual futures, you know, and how if we succeed, they'll be able to do this, mm. they'll be able to buy an apartment here, you know, they can have their dream car and stuff like that. So I, that always motivates me. Mm. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, sometimes all you really need is a good nap. You know? It's like... <laughs> yeah. Or a nice beer. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Very practical. Because huh? what I like about your response, and we've both read The Power of Habit, so... I'm yeah, like yeah, the yeah. The trigger. Yeah. So you, you, you stress, you feel annoyed, you could snap at anyone, and yeah. more say something you might regret later. Yeah. 
to recognize the trigger and what behaviors you can do to replace that. And it's a process. So I would say mm -hmm. that um, I would say if I were to score myself in my ability to to snap out of things right away from let's say zero to ten, I'd be like a four. You know, yeah. so I wouldn't say I'm an expert. At it. <laughs> I'm just better at not showing it. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So I'm learning it also. So I won't like I won't snap in the office, and then mm -hmm. but if it hit me at home, for example, then that might be a, a longer snapping out of you know mm -hmm. where because you're by yourself and all those things. Yeah. So but yeah. So base, but you can. You know, it's possible. Mm -hmm. Research says it, it's possible, yep. but we have to practice and learn it better yep. as we go along. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. What has surprised yourself about your journey? In, we talked about earlier about the, the man you're becoming mm -hmm. in this journey. Well, looking back, is there anything that really surprised you about your, your own transformation? I think, I would say one of the things that surprised me, and it's connected to, I would say the biggest lesson I got from, mm. from the adversity. With, like growing up, I was always sort of like, you know, you, you, you hear it a lot in charismatic movements, you know, like about this idea of destiny, right, where it's like, you walk this way, you're going to get to your destiny, you have a destiny down the road. It sounds very Star Wars-ish. You know? It's <laughs> like, um, you, you, know, you're, you know, you have this, you get these words, and you know, you're going to, it's like Joseph hit his destiny when he became governor and all of these things, right? And so, um, and so every time my life didn't look like I was headed towards any sort of destiny, I would feel bad and all those things. But I would say one of the big surprising was this lesson where I realized that Destiny. I always thought about that word, right? It's not a place on a map. It's not like, oh, I'm in Canaan. Like Moses never yeah. made it to the promised land. Was that because he missed his destiny? You know, it's not a moment in time. It's not like, oh, I'm now 50. I went through all the hard stuff in life and now I'm successful. I've hit my destiny. Now I've hit my sweet spot. My life, I'm now in my destiny. But then I realized destiny is where you're supposed to be. Right? It's not a moment in time or a place on a map. It's anywhere, anytime, with the one you love and the one who loves you most. And so when I realized that, that I was, it, that Joseph in his dungeon was walking in his destiny because he was walking with God. Mm -hmm. That Moses, bard of the promised land, standing on Mount Nebo, was standing in his destiny because he was standing with God. Mm -hmm. And um, me, in my lowest, you know, like, you know, broke, indebted, on my bed on the floor, like wondering what's gonna happen next, right? Was still in my destiny mm. because I was calling out to God, and mm. then me in my office, you know, where things have slightly improved, right? Um, you know, calling out to God is still in my destiny mm. because I'm where I'm supposed to be, right? Mm. I am, I'm where I'm supposed to be in the sense that I'm with God, the one who loves me most, and the one I love most, mm. right? And I and I think that was a big surprise, and it removed the burden of. And which leads me to the big surprise, which is how much failure we can actually absorb. <laughs> you know, like how much, like we can actually absorb and go through so much failure and still come out better on top if we realize that, you know, these failures aren't final. And if we go through these hard, like maybe not just failure, but how much hardship, you know, how much hardship we can actually endure and how much hardship we can actually like how much art you can actually energize us if we treat it as you know what I'm with the one who loves me most and the one I love most mm. I'm having a I'm having I'm like going through hell on earth right but even in this hell right I can feel Jesus with me yeah. right I can feel and I, I know so so I think that would be the big surprise 
Because yeah. I always thought that you become a success by making as many right moves as possible. Yes. And so whenever you make a wrong move and you fail, right, then okay, I just ruined my chance at success or now I'm making my way back from some faraway place, you know. But when you look at success stories of people, that's riddled with failure, you mm. know. And so, um, so I would say that's the surprise where it's like, you know, a lot of things that I believe would lead to greater success, all these things, um, <laughs> wasn't success at all. Mm. And th- in that process was actually learning that that, that journey and journeying with God mm. is the destiny, is the destination. It's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. This, I, I really appreciate this answer because as you're talking, uh, I didn't have this on my script, but you kind yeah. of influenced me. It reminds me of the, you know, the Abraham Lincoln quote about, you know, almost any man can withstand adversity, but if you truly want to test a man, give mm. him power. <laughs> yeah. So with that, in, that quotation in mind, because we did spend yeah, a lot yeah, about yeah. Adver- talk about adversity, now that you've um, progressed through your corporate career, for, certainly, yeah. and got into more positions of, um, we could use the word power, I'll use the word influence, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more positions of influence, what are the challenges that you've seen in that in that sphere that now that the fact that you've become more influential? I think we will constantly try to achieve a bigger like once you've hit this amount, we're gonna try and hit the next one. Mm. So it's always gonna be that challenge of of having to innovate and having to um learn that thing you don't know. Um mm. like like I was like I, I said that joke over at the at the press conference where just because you have a lot of companies doesn't mean they all make money, right? <laughs> so some of them are in different yeah. stages. You know, yeah. Some of them are really early. Some of them are really exciting. Some of them are really a a battle for commitment. You know mm. that you're that you're plodding over, and so, um, and that's fine. You know, in the same way, like, um, in the same way, like some business units are doing well, some aren't. So there's always going to be these new challenges. Yeah. So I would say the bigger challenge um, for me now is focus. Yeah. Being able to prioritize what's most important now. You know, I think, I think that's, that will become more and more of a challenge. Because, you know, when, for example, when you're in debt, right? Like, you know exactly what's most important <laughs> at that moment. It's the debt, you yes. know, or something like that. Or it's this. It's like, you know, you have, you have very clear, or when you only have one thing, you're, you're naturally focused, right? Mm. But as things grow... Um, you need to learn how to, to handle that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one. I think another one is, um, you know, being able to deal with different people, right? And being able to develop people, being able to recruit. Like, that will always be the most important thing, most important job anyone has, which is the ability to recruit and develop. And so I don't like, I don't like that expectation of having to be someone special. Like, I really... I, I think it's like a burden I don't want to carry, you know, mm. and um, so I would say that's the part I don't like about it. Like I'd, I'd rather be able to say the way I, I guess the way I approach it is like if you tell me like, hey David, you know you're you're you need to kick the ball this way for football, for yeah. example, right? I'm not gonna be like, oh that's that's right, and it helps me, right? And I go, that's right. I, I I'm not gonna say, oh this guy should be playing f- for Real Madrid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not. Um, it's not huge like. It's not, like, like I don't like publicity. Mm-hmm. I like I like being able to speak into people's lives, and I like the platform we've been able to build. Mm-hmm. But I wish there was a way to do it 
where you could go to the mall and not bump into anyone you know, you know, something yeah. like that. Or you can go for a run and no one will bother you. So I think that's something I don't necessarily like because, mm-hmm. um, you know, like people have this tendency to to glorify people way too much yeah. and forget yeah. that they gave a good idea, great, nice insight, right? But they're really just like you mm-hmm. and they're prone to the same things like you. We're all broken. Yeah, and yeah. so... And so I don't like I don't like that expectation of having to be someone special. Like I really, I I think it's like a burden I don't want to carry, you know. Mm. And um, so I would say that's the part I don't like about it. Like I'd, I'd rather be able to say the way I, I guess the way I approach it is like if you tell me like, hey David, you know you're you're you need to kick the ball this way for football, for yeah. example, right? I'm not gonna be like, oh that's that's right, and it helps me, right? And I go, that's right. I, I I'm not gonna say, oh this guy should be playing f- for Real Madrid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to overblow yeah. that. In the same way, like when I write something or I tell people something or we, we succeed in some area, it doesn't make me like a, like this guru, right? It's, it's more like a friend who says, you know, maybe why don't you try it this way? Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think, so I prefer that. But I think what this type of influence does is because of people's tendencies to overblow it, you end up with so much expectations which... Like, do you know good? Yes. Right? Doesn't you know good? It's just extra weight, mm. which I hate, right? So I that's it. Yeah. So I would say that's the part that I would say is really a challenge. Um, mm. But yeah, I think other than that, because I'm not interested in, like, I'm not interested in like, being anyone's lord, you know? Like, mm. I don't want to run anyone's lives, right? They should run their mm. own life. That's my, that's my thinking. Um, and so that's, a, that's like a good natural um, protector from having too much power and using that to destroy too many people's lives, you know, something like that. Excellent. So I'm not interested in it because I know that I'll fail anyway. (laughs) No, good. Actually, you kind of linked into our our next section, which is on productivity. Yeah. So I've got two questions here, and it's about saying no. Okay, yeah. And about your most productive habit. Mm. So that that others may benefit from. So in terms of productivity, would you want to share, is there a particular habit that has really helped you that our listeners would benefit from? I think starting your morning right mm. is super important. Um, one habit I need to really fix is sleeping. I don't sleep a lot, right? I sleep I sleep way too little, so four or five hours. That's like Oof. that's my you know I gotta fix that. But um, what helps is waking up really early, having my quiet time, and um, and then going maybe quick run or a quick workout. Yeah. You know, like thirty minutes or less. You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that really helps. It just helps set the tone for the day. Um, like I know that if I don't have my quiet time, like I know I'm, I'm too prone to going nuts during the day, that I need to really have that foundation set. Yes. And I know that, you know, research already shows that by firing up your neurons and all those things, right? Yeah. You're, and you run and all those things, you, you prepare yourself for the day, even mentally. Mm. You know? I think that helps. But I think the one thing that I try to do, which a lot of people don't agree with, um, is I try to work on as few things as possible in a day. You know, I try to, which is still probably a lot compared to, to a lot of people, because you know, like I jump from the different um, responsibilities, right? Yeah. But um, I keep lists of maybe the one to three things per project or company that I'm gonna do today. Yeah. And I and I try not to do more than that, because it's just it's one thing to to check it off your list and it's another thing 
to check it off well. Yes, so you quality know, over yeah, quantity. Yeah, in other words, it's like, yeah, it's wanting to make a meal. It's wanting to make a delicious meal, mm. right? And I think, um, so more is not necessarily more. But it's it's definitely a struggle. Yeah. You know? And so I would say, like, and it's definitely a discipline to say, um, of the 100 things that are important, these three are the most important that I yeah. got to address now. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that, that would be the That'd thing, be good. yeah. No, I appreciate that. And it's something that I, I try to perfect, well... It's hard. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. But it's, uh, so my three things kind of looks like, I mean, it doesn't look like three things at the moment, but like I try to force it and it, sometimes I cheat. You know, <laughs> I go back. Yeah. I hear you. And what about the, the second question in terms of what is the one thing you said no to that's helped you the most? Mm. Could be a thing or a person or distraction or noise. Yeah. Actually, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, I think I get a lot of business opportunities and job offers hmm. that I just don't anymore consider you know that like I just don't read the messages even you know like um, like I think that helps yeah. you know so I think that's one um, like I think one thing is like I don't have internet at home I, I mean you have it in my phone so it doesn't really count right don't have cable right so don't oh. watch TV great I don't watch TV yeah um which is nice when I travel, right? And you can have Bloomberg in the background or something like that. But yeah, I don't watch TV. I think that's huge. Huge, massive. Yeah, you don't... Um, you're yeah, giving yeah. perfect answers. Yeah. Because these are a lot of things that people say yes to. So. Yeah. Um, so this is exactly what I'm looking for. I think for this year, I've decided to limit the books I read, you know, to a certain number of books and not to buy another set if I haven't finished the first Oh, you know, yes. it's like because sometimes we just have our, our beside our bed, right? This stack of books we never finish. Yeah, and we we don't get we're not disciplined to finish stuff. Then you read the news, and then there's this new best-selling book that you need to read, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, leave this thing hanging, you move to the next. So I think that's one thing that helped also. Yeah, save a lot of money also. Yeah, mm. same books. Great, mm. that's good. Yeah. I appreciate it. So we're at the last section. Yeah. And three more questions. Okay. It's, uh, but I really enjoyed yeah, this. Yeah. I think we'll have to have a part two sometime. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and a focused topic because we're getting so much from this. Yeah. But this question is about your dream for the Philippines, this country, and the Filipino people yeah. here and around the world. What is your dream? I think, like I, I wrote a post about it before where um, I've never seen an article in, for example, in Floyd Mayweather saying that an American boxer won the championship belt. Or, let's say, Roger Federer goes, let's say, like, um, newsflash, Swiss man wins Wimbledon. <laughs> you know? Or, Spanish man mean, wins French Open. Or, yeah. and, or um, American singer is on the top of the charts. Or British bands. Um, but when there's a Filipino, like, we really go nuts about it. Right? We're like, yeah, yeah, we're cheering. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's great. But it, what it also does show is how very few Filipinos, despite the talent and despite mm. the, you know, like Filipinos are awesome, so creative, mm. love people. They get people way better than most cultures, you know, mm. um, very friendly. Um, but how come, like, in a world stage, right, like, why are we? Why are we, the reason why we're we're so happy to see, you know, a Filipino, a part Filipino, a one eighth Filipino person make it is because it's so rare, mm. 
And so one of the dreams I have that, that I think or think about is the day where it's so normal that a Filipino is just killing it out there. You know, where it's like someone says, you know, hey, guess what? That, that, that awesome singer, that was Filipino. They're like, oh yeah, so what? They all are. Right? <laughs> or like, that awesome Filipino, like that guy, you know, that guy leading that, that company, he's Filipino. Like, yeah, all the best managers are Filipino. Yeah. You know, they come on time, they work their butts off, they're kind, they're mm-hmm. courageous, they're excellent, they're honest, right? And the, sort of like a nice brand, right? Like a Filipino brand, you mm-hmm. know? They're humble, and and I think that's something that would be awesome to see that excellence is normal and it's not yeah. like people living vicariously, you know. But the other thing that that I keep playing around is this idea of of army, you know. It's like a thing that I'm thinking about, which is A R M dash M E, arm me, and the whole idea there is what I disagree with a lot of is how we have all these we have celebrities for everything. You know, we have a celebrity singer, celebrity, we have a celebrity pastor, we have a celebrity leader, we have a celebrity social worker, and that does not fix or build countries. What builds countries are when, when everyone gets involved. Right? And the problem with having celebrities um, in this sense, right, I'm not saying that it's bad that celebrities, but I'm saying is when people are only looking to a few awesome people to make society great, then you're gonna have serious gaps. Yeah. You know? But when everyone is armed to be awesome for other people, right? When everyone realizes, hey, guess what? I don't need to rely on, you know, on let's say David's um, NGO projects. I need to make sure my mates, you know, are going to school. Yeah. I need to make sure that my mates aren't working inhumane jobs. Mm. You know, we'll cry over oh slavery there. And yet our mates are up by five and sleep at ten, mm. right? And then we have no problem with it, right? So how do you arm every single Filipino to, to treat the people around them, mm. their neighbors, you know, their maids, their drivers, their teachers, you know, their, their laundromat? Treat them in such a way where you don't need these big institutions to do the good work and we outsource the good work to them. Mm. But every single person is carrying their part mm. of helping society become better mm. right so I would say that's sort of like the big dream that that keeps me up at night now you know mm. like thinking about that and now where does technology come into it where does business come into it where does education come into it yeah. but it's really that idea of not having a few great people that everyone is so like ooh awesome people right yeah. where it should be where you could you could literally sit down with any Filipino with your mic and your podcast yeah. and listen to them and be like awesome the world needs to hear that yes. and then you go five minutes down there you see someone what do you do I'm a maid can I interview awesome the world needs to hear that yeah. you know you walk a few minutes it's a policeman he's honest what do you do awesome the world needs to hear it where everyone is where it's so normal right to be excellent it's so normal mm. to be caring for your neighbor it's so normal to be working hard it's so normal to be showing on time you know it's like, yeah. and so I would say that would be the bigger dream where, where excellence is so normal, mm. right? That it's not something special, mm. right? That we don't, it's not something we worship because it's, everyone's like it, mm. you know? And I think that's a better place to live in. Mm. We're having a few good people responsible for making everything better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. excellent, an excellent answer. I do, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Second last question. 
And this involves you going back into time. Okay. To meet the 20-year-old David. Yeah. You've only got five minutes with him. Yeah. What advice would you give that man? Choose your dates wisely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually serious. Um, yeah, like, um, yeah, choose, choose your dates wisely. Um, I would say, yeah, be, be stricter about your relationships, for sure. Mm. Yeah, that's one thing I would say. Not so much that I would say it really derailed me, but it's just the, the emotional, financial costs don't, like, doesn't make sense today. You know, it didn't add up to anything. But it's fun, you know, I guess it's good for stories, right? Um, I think the other thing I would say is... I would say is really understand what passion means. You know, and the, the, the meaning, like everyone in this office have, has heard it way too many times, right? But meaning of the word is suffering. Yeah. You know, and so the idea that um, it's not a bad thing to have a hard time, but it's a great thing to be suffering for a good cause, mm. you know, and I think there's too much, um, there's too much teaching going on that talks about the less hard time you're going through, the wiser you are, you know. There are a lot of people who aren't having a hard time because they're not doing anything meaningful with their lives, mm. you know. So I would say like, you know, go go have a hard time for the right things, mm. right? I would say like, especially when you're young, like go have a hard time for the right things, mm. you know, go, go, go fight for the right things mm. you know um and, and don't don't get caught up in you know not having your dream car mm. or not having like um not being able to do your dream travels or whatever mm. like go go get caught up in something bigger than yourself mm. so i would say that yeah yep. so i would say mostly those two like your relationships and then have this perspective where you know get caught up in it. if it's hard fine you know you're part of something you're part of something awesome anyway yeah uh, I'm going to put that's definitely going to be on the show notes it's a great thing to be suffering for a great cause yeah so and that great cause doesn't have to be humongous it could be that you know I may be having a hard time but my family is eating mm. you know or my family is saved from something or you know like I know I'm tired but I'm helping my younger brother study or I'm helping my it, it doesn't have to be humongous but basically it's like spend your life doing that these little things that help make other people better mm. and you're just gonna be happier you know mm. yeah thank you okay so last question david yep it's been a journey i yeah, really yeah. do appreciate this so my final question okay <laughs> oh i thought i got out of it <laughs> final final question this show is called the best of you yeah and we want to help filipinos all around the world become the best version of themselves yeah so you've answered this question in multiple once throughout but what is your final advice for our listeners on how they can become the best version of themselves? I think the first one would be the first answer, which is run to God. Yep. Um, I think the, you see, so we have this misconception that you do that because you're a good guy. You know? mm. I think the reason why we depend on God is because we're limited. We're limited in our, not just in our capabilities, but we're limited in our, you know, with our vision. You know, we, we we think that the best life possible for us is to have financial security mm. where God has something bigger. You know, he's talking about impact, he's talking about making a dent meaning all of that. Mm. We think that God's main plan for us is to be behaved where his main plan for us is to transform, you know, um, you know glorify him, you know, serve others, love others. And there's really not not you know, there's a lot of things that involve 
you know, when you love others and you fight for them, there are some things you're going to do that aren't going to be behaved. <laughs> you're going to tear down injustice and all those things. Those things are fights, right? Those things aren't behaved in like genteel sports, right? Yeah. Mm. And so, so I think that's, I would say, like, really run to God, um, no matter what your situation. Because everyone is going to be coming, some people will be coming from a lot of money. And they're going to have to trust God and say, God, what should I do with my money? You know, I know, or I have a lot of money, but I was never taught how to manage it. God, what should I do? Or mm. I have all this opportunity, I have all these connections, but I don't know how to serve my brother or my sister. God, what should I do? Mm. Yeah. Some people would be coming from no money, right? And say, God, I have this dream in my heart, but I have no money to make it happen. And I don't know how to make it happen. But, you know, you own everything, right? Mm. And so I'm running to you. Some people will be coming from a condemned situation. You know, they made a big mistake, you know. And we've all made big mistakes, right? Some yeah. of us are just better at not exposing it. And so the idea there is, if you're coming from that situation, like running to God and saying, God, I think I ruined my life. Or maybe I have ruined my life. Mm. But you created my life and you can give me a new one. Right? Mm. Come help me. And some people are like young and they're starting out. They're like, I don't know what to do with my life. I say, you know, God, I don't know what to do with my life. But I know that you have a plan for me. I'll be patient and wait, you know, and I'll and I'll be disciplined where I am, you know. So which leads me to the second thing that I would say, is number one is run to God. Number two is be awesome where you're at. Right? There's there's two things, that I, especially for young people, that I always tell them to focus on. Number one is your character, which is your ability to do the necessary hard things, because that that forms you, right? That makes your the quality of who you are a better thing. Some people are always running away from hard work. They're always trying to work smart, not hard. Like, you need to do both. You know? mm. And so be really good uh, at doing those necessary hard things. And then second is be really good at something. You know, if it's making videos, be really good. And really good isn't based on the number of likes on your Facebook, right? Mm. Like, it, or if you're a good writer, like, be really good. Like... Um, you know, people correct my grammar and correct my sentence and my spelling all the time. And it's great. I have like a couple of thousand editors, right? And I have to correct it and all those things. But that's part of being really good at mm. whatever you're doing. So work hard at it. Do really good. Yeah. So I would say like it's, not, it's nothing groundbreaking. And it's nothing that only special people can do. Mm. You know, like you could be anyone and you can run to God. And that's the amazing thing about him. Mm. Right? You could be coming from a terrible spot. You could be a fool, right? And start running to God and all of a sudden he'll give you his wisdom and you're wise. Mm. You know, you could be poor and you trust in God's provision and now you're rich. Mm. You know, and I think that's what people need to understand. But you need to partner with God. You know, you can't mm. just lie there and say, God, do your thing, right? And he's telling you, I gave you 24 hours in a day, right? That's part of my provision. Go make those 24 hours count. You know, I gave you energy, I gave you life. Go make those, make that life come. But you need to partner with God in those things. So I would say those would be the two things, the good two starting points for people, you know. Yeah, hope that helps. Yeah, it's fantastic. And yeah. I think a lot of our listeners will benefit from that. I really, really appreciate it. David, we're at the end. Dear Bonifacio, on behalf of all the listeners who are going to value from this, thank you so, so much. And that completes our two-part interview with David Bonifacio. Thank you so much, David, for taking the time out of your very busy day to share with our listeners. And to our listeners, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to our podcast. We really, really do appreciate that. David shared so much wisdom in that short space of time. 
that I really hope that there is at least one thing that you, the listener, are taking away from this that you can apply to your life. So we really do encourage you to give us that feedback. So go on to our social media platforms on our website, bestofyou.ph. Please leave a comment, give us feedback, and share. Please share with those people that you care about. And yeah, we want the more people listening to these guest interviews, the better. And also, if you're a sponsor and you like what you hear, please get in touch. We want to partner with you. We want to get, get this message to as many people as possible, both here in the Philippines and around the world, to really help people uh, move further, faster, and become the best version of themselves. So you can contact me directly, mike at bestofyou.ph. That's mike at bestofyou.ph. Okay, take care, guys, and until next time.